So probably one of my favorite saints of all time was a man by the name of St. Francis of Assisi. Maybe you've heard of him, maybe you've haven't. One of the things I love about him is that St. Francis of Assisi was like a 13th century hippie. The man loved creation. He was a flower child to a T. And one of the things that he used to do to interact with creation and show his, his personal courtesy to creation was he would look at different forms of creation and call it brother or sister. So, for instance, he called the earth sister earth. He called a rock brother rock. He called a leopard brother leopard. He called a cat brother cat. And to me, what I love and what, what fascinates me so much about his ways and courtesies of showing different creation was what he called his body. He called his body brother ass. Brother donkey, to put it more colloquially and more correctly. And I gotta say, I think he's very, very spot on to call his body brother donkey. Because if we really look at our bodies, there are two things that our bodies share with donkeys. The first thing, both are very, very uncooperative. I mean, am I right? If you doubt me, try waking up tomorrow. All right? It's not going to be that easy. Try working out if you haven't done it in six months. It's not going to be that easy. Try avoiding sweets. Try, you know, doing other various things that require discipline that your body's going to ultimately reject. Our body, a lot like donkeys, tend to fight us even whenever we do things in our body's own interests. Like, you know, working out and like waking up in the morning and not laying in bed all day long. But also, too, whenever it comes to our bodies, we have this problem with our bodies, this kind of self-image issue. This self-image issue is very big and very prominent this day and age with the dawn of digitally crafted images where we post these images of men and women that don't actually exist in real life, but we kind of manipulate real, real di women and men digitally to make them look like something that's not actually there. Which means and leads to kind of a problem within our own selves and with our own acceptance of our bodies. How many of us look at our bodies and think, wow, that's really, really ugly. The same way we would look at a donkey and say, wow, that's really, really ugly. For many of us, I mean, let's be honest, the mirror is one of the most hated places in the house. Having to look at ourselves and seeing our imperfections, the fact that we don't look as good as we maybe once did, or don't look as good as we should look, or whatever. And yet, that's the body we have. That's the brother donkey we have been united to. We, as men and women, have been fated with something very, very difficult. Because of original sin, you and I are people with a body. And most of the time, that body does not want to cooperate, even if it's something for its own good, to do something for its own good. And so the question is, how do we resolve this tension? This brutal tension that we often have between our bodies and our souls. Our souls trying to do something, but our bodies fighting the spirit willing, but the flesh is weak. And the answer is to look at the story here in Palm Sunday, the passion narrative, where Jesus goes up to a donkey and chooses to use it. And chooses to use it. My dear friends, 
In this passion narrative, you and I discover our true vocation and our true purposes for our bodies. Not to glorify them with junk food and laying in bed all day, but rather to use them as Christ used his body. To lay it down for our friends, which is no greater love. To sacrifice our bodies on the wood of the cross by living out our vocations to the best of our abilities. That's what Christ did whenever he pulled that donkey from the wall. A donkey that had never been ridden. A donkey that was totally wild. A donkey that could never ever, that nobody wanted to mess with. He had the patience and the kindness to pull it out and miraculously tame it and use it. What he did whenever he used that donkey was he showed you and I that if we want to tame our bodies, if we want to reconcile our bodies, if we want to ease this tension between body and soul and begin to see our brother donkeys to cooperate and even become beautiful, we have to turn to our Savior. We have to follow the example of God. Because the reality is, is come the second, whenever the second coming comes around and you and I truly use our bodies, truly use our brother donkeys, to sacrifice and to lay down our lives, then we will get a new body, one that is beautiful and one that does cooperate. And that's, but that can only happen if we truly follow the example of Jesus. Jesus, who chose that donkey on that fateful day, on that Palm Sunday, the same way he chose our bodies. Our bodies have been chosen by God and given to us, fused to us, to our souls. In the same way that Jesus tamed that donkey, the grace of God tames our bodies to where we can be temperate, to where we can truly have self-control, where we can use our bodies to fulfill our supreme vocation. In the same way Jesus used that donkey to begin his greatest act of sacrifice, he teaches us to use our bodies to commit a great act of sacrifice. And that is by living out the vocations we were called to live out. The clearest way to see the sacrifice of our bodies, to be honest, is to look at a pregnant mother. Whenever a woman becomes pregnant, what she does, she makes the decision to allow her body to be occupied by somebody else, to lay her body down for her child. A child that might change her body forever, but still someone, but ultimately giving her body for someone else. It's a beautiful example of what Christ meant on the cross. Whenever we see a father work long, grueling hours to feed his family, we are looking at a man seeking to fulfill his vocation, to sacrifice, to lay down his life. Whenever we see a priest in confession, for long hours, saying this third mass of the day, this, that, and the other, we're looking at somebody who's laying down his body. Whenever we see a sister, a nun, teaching long hours in the classroom, yet again we look at somebody who's filling the vocation of their body. My dear friends, the vocations of motherhood, the vocations of fatherhood, the vocations of being a wife, being a husband, being a priest, being a sister, ultimately reveal the vocations you and I have with our bodies. Something the world has no time for. The world sees that stubborn ass 
tied up to that wall, untethered, untamed, unrideable. And out of frustration, saturates that body, our bodies, with drugs, with alcohol, with pornography, with junk food, whatever, to subdue that body to the point where it's no longer useful to the vocation that you and I are called to live. But what Jesus does on that faithful day, whenever he looked at that donkey and chose it, was he taught you and I that our bodies are not meant to be used, abused, and cast aside for no real purpose. What he taught us once and for all, that our bodies are in fact temples, temples of his Holy Spirit, meant to be used to glorify the world and to glorify God in the exact same way that Christ's body glorified him on the cross.